I have something that I, I teach called the DEA formula. And this is whether you're looking for success in your relationships, in business, in your health, whatever it is, like you, you've got to have this framework. And the D simply stands for desire, right? What is it that you really desire? What do you want your day to look like? What do you want your relationship with your spouse to look like? What do you want your relationship with your kids, your business, your clients? Like, what does that ultimately look like? So many of us, we have a general idea, but we never spend a whole lot of time figuring out what it is. This is Getting to Yes, the podcast with leaders from all walks of life, exploring their successes, mistakes, and lessons learned in influence and persuasion. Getting others to say yes, and then taking an insight or two to help them achieve even greater things. All right, super excited about today's guest, Billy Sticker. He believes no one is lying in bed at night thinking of ways to give you their money. They're thinking of their problems, right? So he believes if you can help them solve those problems, they will gladly pay you a fair exchange. He also believes that the church has done a great job of teaching us how to give, but not how to earn. Billy's refreshing approach in business has made him a sought-after speaker and consultant in the process, earning him multiple two-comma club awards, as well as multiple seven-figure agency awards for his company, Cairo Candy. And so that's how I got to know Billy, here's a fun fact. When I met Billy through one of the masterminds I'm in, he was introduced as the man that has figured out how to only work five hours a week while running a seven-figure agency. So nowadays, you'll find Billy looking for the next great vacation spot for his family, all while coaching, serving clients, and recording his top-ranked podcast, The Blessed Entrepreneur. So Billy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Yuli, for having me on. That's a great introduction. Of course, as for those of our listeners that know you, you're definitely an industry icon in the marketing and in the chiropractic marketing world, especially. I want to start with a recent podcast episode, The Blessed Entrepreneur, where you shared your view on what makes some people more successful than others. And I believe that's ultimately what everyone wants to be in life and the definition of success Obviously, may vary a little bit based on if it's in a personal life or in a business life, but why don't you dig a little bit deeper and unpack this for everyone listening? Of course, it's so often, especially whenever we're starting off on our journey, and sometimes even whenever we're already, you know, we may be well on that road, but we compare ourselves to other people. And then a lot of times we're comparing their end to our beginnings. And that's just, that's not fair. But some people, it does seem that like, my goodness, everything they do, they just have success with it. And it can be very frustrating whenever we are comparing. But the thing is, we haven't seen everything that they've gone through to become the person to do that, right? I really believe that first, and, and a lot of us have heard different versions of this, but first off, we have to think, right? What is it we we really want in life? And then we have to start becoming that person, person before we can do that thing, they can have that thing. And so we get out and we try to do these things and we don't have success. And then we just think, okay, well, that's it's not going to work for me. But we haven't 
become that person yet. And what's what what's not working for you is always working on you. So it's a it's a process, and we can even dig deeper into that. I've got a couple of different examples, but it is a process to become the person that can have that success. And that's why once you see somebody that has accomplished a level of success, they can repeat it over and over again because they've already become a person who does things successfully. So it's all about who we're becoming, not necessarily the destination. Yeah, well said. What I took away from that recent podcast episode that sparked this part of the conversation, you said, even before that, before you become that person, there is the expectation, can I actually become that person, that there's actually even more that's happening before the becoming part, right? Do you want to unpack this? Uh, of course. I have something that I, I teach called the DEA formula. And this is whether you're looking for success in your relationships, in business, in your health, whatever it is, like you, you've got to have this framework. And the D simply stands for desire, right? What is it that you really desire? What do you want your day to look like? What do you want your relationship with your spouse to look like? What do you want your relationship with your kids, your business, your clients? Like, what does that ultimately look like? So many of us, we have a general idea, but we never spend a whole lot of time figuring out what it is we truly desire. But that is only one of the pillars that you have to have. The next thing is, okay, you have to have the D, right? You have to have the desire. But more importantly, once you have that desire, you have to have the expectation. Because you can desire to have a seven-figure business or only work four or five hours a week or whatever it may be or have a fantastic relationship with your spouse. But if you don't expect to have that good relationship with your spouse, you're not going to get it. So you don't get what you desire. You get what you expect. But desire is a very key part of that. So you have the desire. You have to make sure that your expectation meets that desire. And it's not that difficult to do. Like once you know what you want, you've got, you know, part of that expectation is you working on yourself to become that person, but it's looking around. It's making a plan. Who else has done the things that I've done? And can I, that means I can do it. There's a movie called The Edge with Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin. It came out probably the late 80s, early 90s. And there's a scene where Alec Baldwin and Anthony Hopkins, they'd actually taken a group of people and they were out in the woods. And then this bear starts picking off all the different members of their of their party. And Alec Baldwin is from the city. He's not used to being out in the woods and he's freaking out. And Anthony Hopkins is sharp, sharpening like these spears, right? He's got his knife and he's sitting by the fire and he's all calm and collected. And Alec Baldwin's like, what, how could you just sit there? You know, I, we're going to die. This bear is going to get us. And Anthony Hopkins is like, look, I, I need you to say this, what one man can do, another can do. And he just goes through this thing and it's this big scene, but it, it embedded in my spirit on my heart that they kind of say it over and over and over again until Alec Baldwin is actually believing what one man can do, another can do. And it's very similar in our success journey is realizing, you know what? It doesn't matter what kind of relationship your parents had. 
both of my parents were married and divorced several times, but I've been married going on 27 years. Now it hasn't been perfect, right? But nobody expects to get married. Nobody gets married expecting to get divorced, right? Hopefully you don't. But I just knew like we can do this. We can get through this. There's yes, there's bad times, but but it's going to be worth it. Like, look at our kids, look at our, now we have grandkids. So we're thinking about all this and the same thing in business. It's like, okay, right now this is, this is work, but I am building something here. And if they can do it, I can do it. And then it's, you know, putting together that plan. So you have desire, expectation, and then action. Like once you're getting all there, you you need to be doers and not just hearers, right? You've got to actually wake up every day and do something that's going to get you closer to that goal than further away. It's the road you're on is more important than how fast you're going. Just making sure you're following those steps. Dorothy on the Yellow Brick Road, we're all hopefully all on this road. Just stay on this road. It leads to Oz. People may be going faster than you, but as long as you don't get off the road, you are going to eventually get there. Yeah, I always say the only way you can fail is if you don't begin or if you quit too early. And what you're saying, and from my experience working with integrative and functional medicine docs, I see it all the time. This is what the doctors do with their patients. If the patient doesn't understand where they want to go in their journey, they don't have the desire or the visualizing what is actually possible. And then build that expectation or further that desire saying, okay, it will be hard times as I go on this healing journey. There will be setbacks, but as long as I keep going and don't stop with the help of that doctor, I can then get to the desired destination. And that is so important that it's like, you got to do the first thing first. And it's like getting clear, where do I want to go? Because it doesn't matter how fast you go, if you go in the wrong direction, right? Enthusiastically. So I love that. Yeah, that's really good. So beyond The Blessed Entrepreneur, your latest book and ventures, you've been a successful marketer, entrepreneur, advisor, consultant to so many business owners. And in your book, you cover the five steps to build a thriving business. But if you were zooming out, out of the five steps, where do you see people mostly going off? What step are they skipping? unknowingly omitting a step that's so crucial to their business success or business success in life? That's a great question. I think all of those steps are important and I'll cover them very, very quick. We won't go deep into, there's one I want to go deep into, but you know, it's first figuring out the problem, right? What problem is it that you solve? What product are you going to use to solve that problem? What's your plan? Like, how are you you know, let's say that you're a functional medicine doctor. Okay, but what's your plan? Are you doing all this online? Are you actually, you have a brick and mortar location? And then you have your, what so many people do is they, they lose out on the proof. You, ha- you need proof, right? You need a great testimonial to show that what you're, like what you're doing works. It does several things, especially when you're starting off. It's going to build your confidence, right? Because at first we all start with this idea of a business, but once you go through your the problem that you're going to solve, your plan, your, the product you're going to use, the plan, then you need to get proof, right? It's going to build your confidence. 
you're going to be helping people, you know, because you're solving this problem. But the more proof that you have, the easier it is to get more and more clients. One of the things that we did for Cairo Candy, and we actually changed our funnel recently, and we just had a meeting about this. We're probably going to go back to something more like this. But our funnel went to a landing page, and it was a video just kind of sharing my backstory. I used to work for a chiropractor for a few years. Um, but it underneath that, you know, was a link to schedule a call. And then there was about 30 to 40 testimonial videos, right? We had proof because, you know, we've worked with so many offices. Nobody is going to watch, typically. They're not going to watch all those videos. But that proof is social acceptance. It makes it so much easier for people to say yes whenever they see okay, this has worked for other people. And that's the one thing. I think people are going out and they're they're doing their business, but they don't put enough emphasis on reviews and six case studies and things like that. When you build a lot of case studies, as you talk to more and more people, you are going to have examples of someone who is in a very, very sim- similar situation to that person. And it's just, it is a great tool or set of tools to have in your toolbox. And so many people, they they may get one or two, but I think that's one of the biggest areas. And then, you know, after proof is promote. Like once you have all the proof, then it's the promotion becomes so much easier, which is pretty much what I was saying. Yeah, absolutely. This is really the premise of the entire podcast. How do we help people get to yes that you are more persuasive with yourself, with others. That social proof is one of the key persuasion prompts that the brain uses to not devote too much time on evaluating each business opportunity. If enough people have said, this is this chiropractor is amazing, then the brain says, well, that's good enough for me. Let's move forward. And so that's the power, as you said, having solid proof, overwhelming proof that this works for a range of people that most everyone gets to the same goal, which then makes it so much easier for people to say yes and move forward. In today's times, you can probably speak more to it. There is an erosion of trust. There's all this crazy stuff going on there. People are more skeptical. People are more burnt out from consuming all the digital content. So it is harder than ever for marketing to work because people are more skeptical. It's not that the marketing doesn't work. It's just that people's attitudes have changed. Of course, our one with social media, our attention span has dropped dramatically, but we see so many marketing messages every single day, so much more than we did 50 years ago, and it's just going to continue. So you have to do something that's going to stand out. You have to do something, we call it fishing and then building your own pond. You know, you want to dig a pond. And then you want to fill it full of fish and then nurture those fish, right? Grow those fish. And then whenever it's time to go marketing, well, you'd fish in the pond of people who already know, like, and trust you. So you have to do something out there. And this is basic marketing is the attention, get their interest, create desire, and then get them to take action. It's That is still holds true today. And in a way, it's easier for us to do that because of all the social media platforms out there. 20 years ago, you had to compete on television or radio and you know, you're competing with the big boys, but now you can actually go out and 
and have videos that go viral. My son does marketing for churches. He actually helps run Cairo Candy, but he also has Church Candy, which does pretty much the same thing for churches. So he has that YouTube, I mean, that like TikTok channel. And then he started another one where he's always been a bit of a comedian. Like that was one of his goals was to be a, a comedian whenever he got older. But he started this TikTok channel where it's all fantasy football related it's kind of a comedy thing, but he did one of his videos on there. It's like the second or third video he posted. So this, it was a brand new channel. And I think it was his second video had over a million views, this one video in like three or four days. And then somebody else, like this other big channel saw it and shared it and tagged him in it. And then he had like another 500,000 views in a day or two, but that was one video. Think of all those eyeballs he didn't charge anything. Like he didn't have to pay anything. And the fact that we can actually take our message and especially whenever we do put ad dollars behind it and target our ideal prospect and then start to build a relationship with that. Mike Kim that we both know talks about how marketing, it's not about sales. It's about starting this relationship. And that's what you want to do your content. And we just have so much opportunity today to do that. From my perspective, working with clients, I always see that they intellectually get it, but there's this gap between, well, I don't know how to say it or who to reach out there, which reminds me, going back to what you shared as the first two steps, you got to figure out what's the problem that you're solving and how you're solving it and for whom. And this is where a lot of business owners fall into a business. I, I became a doctor, let's say, I went to medical school and then this is what you're supposed to do. But this intentionality was missing that they didn't understand, well, who do I help with what problem? As a chiropractor, do I just do chiropractic adjustments? Do I go into nutrition? Do I go into functional medicine? And we're using here the example of healthcare, but this applies to any business. Yes, you have to promote it. Yes, you have to get social proof. But as you said before, you have to figure out what's the problem that I'm solving so I can actually create the right message that then goes to the right people. Yeah, very, very well said. With what we were talking about as far as, you know, finding out who it is that you that you really want to serve, uh, one of the things when it comes to videos, a lot of people, the reason we get nervous is not because of the general public. We get nervous because we think we're going to be judged by our colleagues. I play guitar and the only time I really get nervous is if like, let, let's say, you know, I'm at church playing at church and let's say we had a visitor that I knew that was a guitar player. I get nervous. Like this guy's going to totally judge why I'm playing, what I'm playing, you know, or whatever. And I find that, you know, work with chiropractors, it's the same thing. It's not that they feel embarrassed or whatever to be standing up in front of their community they just don't want to be judged by other healthcare professionals. And so what we tell them to do is like, look, for, forget that. Your, your messaging needs to be, think of it like this. Think of your favorite patient. Imagine they're sending in a referral, but they had a question about cervical issues and headaches or whatever problem it is, right, that you solve. And you're going to make a short piece of content that you're going to send to that person. It's just one person. It's one-on-one. And so your content isn't you standing on a stage presenting to everybody in your community. 
it's you speaking to that one person that's suffering with this issue. And then what happens is as people start to see that and they watch it, they're going to feel like you're speaking to them, not at them. And so that that's one of the keys, and it normally helps mentally people start making more content. And then doing, you know, just what you said, what is that problem? Think about the top questions you get asked. If somebody asks you a question during the day and you realize, you know what, several people have asked that before, that's a piece of content. What are the top five questions you get? What are the top five questions you wish people asked? There's 10 pieces of content right there. Right, and then... In today's world, this could go on any channel, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok, but clearly TikTok and short form videos is, is seems to be taking over on all the platforms. So from, from your work and from your vantage point, what would you suggest to any entrepreneur that's looking to go online? Do they go to YouTube? Do they go TikTok? What, what is the right approach when they first start out? unless they have already a lot of things in play? Yeah, fantastic question. It almost depends on what type of content you want to do. There's huge opportunities still for YouTube. But one of the reasons TikTok has done so well is on Facebook and Instagram, historically, your feed is full of people that they think you want to interact with, right? Your friends and things like that. But what TikTok did is they started filling your feed full of things they feel you're interested in. When you first get on TikTok, if you're a guy, sorry, it's going to show you women with big breasts. Like, it's just what they do. But as soon as you start searching specific things, very, very quickly it learns what you're interested in. We travel a lot. We look up different vacation things. We also look up, we were considering possibly getting some type of RV or motorhome. It didn't take long, and now... 30 to 40% of my feed is about travel and my son's into fantasy football. He also does a lot of barbecuing. His feed is a lot of that. But what's happening is it's keeping people on longer. And so what Facebook did is Facebook is so big. If another technology comes out, they're either going to buy them like they did with Instagram or they're going to copy them, which is what they did with Periscope. So Facebook comes out with Facebook Lives to compete. And now Periscope is no more. And then we have TikTok. So they're like, you know what? There's something here. So they just develop the same technology. And that's why Reels are so popular right now on Instagram and and Facebook because it is more interest-based instead of people-based and relationship-based. And so there's such a huge opportunity because you can really do the same type content one time and put it on all three platforms and right now, Facebook is really, really pushing that. When I say Facebook, let's say Meta, like if Facebook and Instagram both, they're really, really pushing this because they're trying to compete with, you know, TikTok, who's this came out of nowhere. And I say nowhere, they're just a giant now. And so the the more you do on those platforms as well, the more they're going to uh, reward you for it. Matter of fact, even if you spend a little bit of money behind that, they're really, really rewarding people who who advertise on reels right now yeah it's interesting when my wife started her tiktok channel this was maybe three or four months ago she posted a lot of different content and it took a while for tiktok to so figure out who is the right audience for her content and then within 
literally, she was at 1,000 followers, 1,500, 1,700, 1,800, 1,900. And suddenly, within a span of a week, it's like 15,000, 25,000. And you can see the algorithm finally caught on that realized she kept doing one type of content, like in the case of your son, barbecuing. And suddenly, TikTok realized, oh, this creator creates barbecue content. And here's all the barbecue people. So you enter that ecosystem and suddenly things take off. So I find with a lot of health practitioners, maybe initially they need to vary their content a little bit more to see, help the algorithm see, okay, where's the right match. But then once you find what's catching on, then you double down on this and do variations from that. And we've actually gone back to reuse a lot of the early content that didn't catch on. And now that we understand, okay, this is the audience that's watching my videos. Here's where they're located. We can now tweak the hooks and everything else to further that growth. Yes. There's my son was talking about that. He's been studying a lot of stuff and there's a lot of people doing the exact same thing. A lot of these people that have really big channels, they'll even say, just like what you're doing, going back and you know, some of your earlier videos, you don't even have to edit anything. You can re-upload them just like they are, same descriptions and everything, and then see them really, really gain traction or change the hooks. But yeah, once you get that audience, I think that your example with your wife, that's that's a great, great example. Awesome. Well, I know we could continue to talk for hours about marketing, influence, persuasion, but where can people find out more about you, your podcast, and everything that you're involved in? I'd recommend picking up a free copy of my, the latest book I have, The Blessed Entrepreneur. And you can just go to blessedentrepreneur.com forward slash book. And it is a free plus shipping. You cover, I think it's seven bucks or so for the shipping. And then we'll get that out. And then we also have a Facebook group and things like that. I am more active on Facebook than I am the other platforms. Uh, so that's a, another good place to find me. Excellent. Yeah, I, I got a copy of your book too. It's well worth a read. You have a very unique take on things on your background that you obviously integrate a lot of your faith-based philosophy on there um, that we mentioned at the beginning of the show. So practically inspired by real-world example, real-world proof that when I felt reading it, it's like, okay, here's the man behind Cairo Candy releasing all these nuggets that are really amazing reminders how to go about it, how to increase the value to your clients increase lifetime value and ultimately get to live the life you desire. So thanks for being in the show, Billy. I loved having you and everyone else listening. We'll see you next week. Thanks. I trust this episode was inspiring and that you'll join me for a new episode each and every week. And if you enjoyed this episode, hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you are listening. And feel free to share it with colleagues and friends. I'm your host, Uli Iselo. See you next week. Music